Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, fresh off uh, an FA Cup win. Not the greatest victory, but they all count. And if we end up winning the Cup, no one will care that it was only 1-0 against a lower team side team. Uh, and yeah, loads more to talk about. Uh, the intro that I put up was about Harry Kane, but so much has happened since then. So we've got a lot to talk about. Two great guests with me, been on plenty of times before. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Chris. It's good good to be back, good to be back at, uh... In a, in, a, in a football capacity. <laughs> <laughs> and Hass, how you doing, buddy? Very good, thanks. Had a lovely new year and uh, Christmas. And um, yeah, Spurs are back now. So um, <laughs> here yeah, we are. Whether that's good or bad, I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> that later on. But uh, both these guys have their own YouTube channels, Blue Sofa Songs for Brad, A View from the South Stand uh, for Hass. They're all in the description. YouTube links in the description, as well as their Twitter handles. Uh, but they will let you know what you can expect on their channels uh, in the coming weeks and, and months and so forth at the end. Also, hit the like, hit the subscribe on this channel. Uh, really helps the channel. And Chris's Magic, that's my like little side hustle there, if you like a little bit of magic tricks and uh, can uh, spare three minutes a week. Uh, but again, all in the description. Please hit the notification bell here as well. You won't have to remember when we're live. And yeah, that's all the housekeeping out of the way. Let's crack to it. So... So the first thing that's happened since I created the thing is a little-known Spurs player has retired from football, Gareth Bale, uh, back in a time when he was wildly successful. Uh, but, yeah, just thank you, Gareth, really. Uh, helped put us on the map. Uh, some unbelievable performances. Everyone will remember where they were and until the day they died, that Inter Milan game at the San Siro, where he was dead and buried, and then the return leg yeah. when he destroyed and pretty much ended the career of the best right back. Uh, some um, unbelievable memories, and I got to see him play. Very fortunate to see someone who was unbelievable player scored against the Arsenal. That was always special. Uh, but yeah, uh, favorite Gareth Bale memories. Gareth, uh, Gareth uh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just remember that that amazing season he had. Was it 2013, 12-13? I mean, I don't think a player... You'd be hard-pressed to find a player that's had a better season than he had that, that year. And it, I, the irony being was that I had to give up my season ticket for a couple of years, so I couldn't afford it. And that was one of the seasons I missed. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, when he came back to Tottenham, uh, he, uh, of course, there was no fans in the ground, so I, I didn't really yeah. see him a lot. I, I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did see him. I think I'm, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen him play for Tottenham. But the season that he had, that amazing season, which I think he went off to Madrid after that season, uh, I didn't get to see any of it, or certainly not live. I mean, obviously, I saw nah. him, but he was, yeah, an amazing player and probably be a big candidate to get in any best Tottenham eleven, really. I think he's a shoo-in, isn't he? That with that mm. season that you're talking about. Uh mm. has favourite memories of Gareth Bale in a Spurs shirt. Oh, there's I mean the, the Micon one. Oh, uh where yeah, I mean we could have a whole show in. based on uh, Gareth Bale me memories, but yeah, favourite uh, one yeah, for you. Uh favourite one for me, I think it's gotta be that I think it was that last minute or or thereabouts, um, where he won the game for us against West Ham. Yeah. Absolute oh, yeah. oh, thunderbolt yeah. um into the top corner. That was absolutely fantastic for me. I was wearing the, I believe it was the black and grey away shirt as well. Yeah. So yeah, fantastic. I mean there's there's too many to go through. Too many. 
I mean, that goal there was back in the days where Gareth Bale didn't believe in tappings. They had to be at least 20 yards. <laughs> otherwise, no point scoring them. But, uh, yeah, just to say, uh, really, good luck in your retirement and good luck mm. for whatever you do uh, the rest of your, your, your life post-football, whether that's coaching, punditry, or something completely out of football. But, yeah. Some of the memories you've given Spurs fans, just unbelievable. That 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 San Siro game was just embarrassing. And then he ended up giving us a hell of a lot of pride. And I, I think as well, allowed us to believe that we can go toe-to-toe with some of the best mm. and then actually make a, a mark in that competition. But yeah, a uh, bit of a shame how it ended, I, I guess, with Wales going out. But, you know, he's had plenty of success in his career. So, <laughs> I think, I think, if I might, if I might add, Chris, um, I think Gareth was special in the sense that we had a player that teams genuinely feared. Hmm. Um, he had that fear factor. No team that we came uh, came up against when we had Gareth in our team wanted wanted to play against Gareth. You know, he was frightening. You know, we weren't scared of anyone with him in the team. Yeah. And you know, it's it's amazing that we actually had a player like that, you know? Yeah. yeah it's I'm... a shame he didn't win anything with Tottenham. I mean, obviously, you know, he went to win loads of stuff with Real Madrid. <laughs> but uh, it's a shame he didn't win anything with Tottenham. It's a shame also that when he came back to Tottenham, that there weren't any any fans in the ground. And he know, had the wrong manager as well. He had a defensive manager with a, mm. a proper attacking player. It just wasn't a good match. But mm. Also a shame that he left Tottenham where the fans adored him to go to a team where the fans didn't appreciate him at all, even though he won them. God knows what. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic career and uh, yeah, some great, great memories. And I'm sure there'll be a programme on Sky at some point in the next yeah. week of Gareth Bale's top goals or something like that. But... You can actually, I think you can find that the goals from that, that 2012-13 season on YouTube. Mm. I've got all the, all the goals. So Yeah, fantastic player and yeah. Just privileged and, and blessed that he played at that high, high level for little old Tottenham back in the day. <laughs> uh, next thing that we've got to talk about, this has been on Twitter and all in the news, uh, potential Qatari investors, mm. not not a full takeover from what I've, I've read, but uh, kind of 25% a, a minority kind of stakes. So they'd give uh, Enoch and Levy how much they want to give for that 25%. But yeah... <sighs> I'll come to my views after I asked you two guys. And interesting to see in the chat what you think about it in the chat. Good or bad for this? If if, if this is true, there's obviously some talk that it's Enoch putting this in because, you know, we're all clamouring for signings and they're talking about this as kind of shoehorn that away. But let's just say it is true. Good or bad for you, Brad? Well... Uh, there are two sides to this, or two sides to my opinion on it. The uh, human being, moral person that I am, would be very uh, unhappy if if uh, a regime or, or a, a, a group associated with a regime that that basically you know denies human rights, blah blah blah. We we all know we all know what 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 the the, the problem is with that. But then there's the other side of me that wants to see Tottenham win. So you know I'm I'm not. You know, I'm not hypocritical. Well, I probably am hypocritical to say that if they invested loads and loads of money and we bought loads of players and won things, I'd be in the streets celebrating the win. So, you know, it, it's one of those sort of situations, isn't it? Really, it's. Um, mm. I, I, I mean, I don't think it will happen anyway. I, I think it's just yeah. another smoke screen that uh, Enoch mm. put up, like the fact that they're not releasing their figures yeah. until, until February, which is. I mean, that just says that they're not going to sign anyone. 
or not do any kind of meaningful business. Well, I think it, yeah. I think if we do sign people, it'll be it'll, the figures will come out. Well, hang on a minute, why didn't we pay that extra five for that yeah. player or that extra ten for that player? We've got loads of money, so. Mm. Well, the thing is, if we if we don't sign this Povo guy, forty million they want for him, and it comes out with these figures that we could sign him, uh, it's just he, he might as well be inviting the Enoch out people to his door to have a shout at him on his front porch if he yeah. does that, and, and just yeah, I mean it remains to be seen, but it doesn't read for good viewing, does it? That they're only releasing the statements after the transfer window. Uh, but yeah, your thoughts on that, Hass and the Qatari investors, whether good or bad, if if if, if indeed true, and if indeed it happened. Again, I, I mean, I have to reiterate what Brad said. You know, um, over the past years, we've seen other clubs taken over by Qataris and um, you know countries from that sort of area, and we've sort of detested it, haven't we? So, you know, being a bit hypocritical, if we then say, yeah. You know, I want to see the Qataris take over, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Morally, uh, it might not be right, but the other part of me says maybe he's had a chance to actually compete and actually try and win something with a bit of investment because this ownership certainly, you know, aren't really bothered about on-field success. Mm. Um, as we all know, uh, the footballing side of things, you know, that they're, they're really not interested in. Uh, from a business perspective, yes, they've done fantastically well and they'll continue to do fantastically well. But at the expense of us failing time and time again on the pitch. So, yes, uh, part of me says uh, I wish it did come true. Uh, but the other part of me says morally it's probably not right. Um, but hey-ho, you know. Uh, it is what it is. We'll see. I mean, I certainly think it's a smokescreen. Uh, it's no coincidence that it's come about now mm. when we've got so many out there, you know, Levy out, Enoch out. We've got a lot of, you know, a lot going on in the background at the moment. As you know, there were chants in the stands last couple of games as well. So it's no coincidence this has all come about now. Yeah. So I'll be very surprised if anything come of it in the next couple of months. To be honest, yeah. but when it comes to uh, when it comes to the likes of Poro, I just think if the guy has a release clause, you pay that you pay that mm. fee, and it's and not a ridiculous release. Look, it's not like it's eighty not. million pounds, it's, is it? Is, exactly. I, I think it's forty million. Is it forty million pounds or forty million euros? Forty or, million. Although yeah, with the exchange pounds, rate, that's yeah. the same. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, yeah. for it's a top quality so right back. For a top quality right back, I mean, the guy, he was at uh, Manchester City, I, I understand. Mm. Uh, he's part of their product. And for me, I mean, it makes sense. If you need a if you need a certain player in a certain position, there's a release clause there. You don't, you know, you don't negotiate. I mean, when we're selling players, Levy certainly doesn't like to negotiate other than what no. the asking price mm, is exactly so when it comes to us buying players what's the difference you know yeah. we need a player who fits uh what we need in the team at the moment you go out and you pay the money full stop it's not that much and, to ask and for. a player that by all accounts conte wants so go get yeah, the so player it, the manager wants it's a weird it's one Chris, though, isn't it because he, you hear that he wants him and yet other people say he's not a conte player because he's he's a bit mm. slight 
I mean, oh, I don't. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen so those I, ones. All I've seen on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, there's so many in the know, so God knows yeah. what I'm actually reading. <laughs> but the, the only things I've seen are that Conte wants him, and yeah, forty million isn't silly money. No, no, and, uh, and you know, you, you know, we're what the tenth richest club in 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 the world at the moment. You know, <laughs> well, we'll find of, out in February, won't we? When well, the, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's not like it's not like we're being asked, as you say, we're not being asked to pay silly money. You know yeah. that you know, like you know, we're not going doing the Chelsea route and paying hundred million for this, hundred million for that. Yeah, it's just forty million, and that's been the the crux of the Enoch matter throughout them being there. Is this? Inability to 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 just pay what other clubs ask for it. Yeah, you know it's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's it's. I mean, it's I, I, I think he's done okay as a chairman. Okay in the sense that business wise and commercially, he's done a fantastic job. Mm. But when they took over to now, we are a much much bigger team. We're much more known worldwide. We've got much more uh, worldwide presence, uh, and I don't think there's any danger. Like Irving Scholler, when he was there, we almost went bankrupt. Alan Sugar saved us. I don't think there's any danger with Daniel Levy in charge that we'll be in the red or anywhere near. Mm. But then you've got to, as chairman, I think, you've got to do two things. You've got to do that part, make yourself grow and financially stable. But then you've also got to uh, uh, do the football side. And the football side, he's been nothing really short of dreadful. Uh, so if it was just the commercial side and he uh, he left the football side up to someone else and he didn't touch mm. it at all. He'd be a brilliant chairman, but he gets too involved with the football yep. side, you know, 25 million for Grealish. I'm only paying 23. What the hell is 2 million when you're paying yeah, 23 exactly. anyway? And countless others, you know, Poch wanted uh, uh, Mane, we get in Kudu or in G and, and countless <laughs> others. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't see it changing though. And I, I've got real fear that uh, Conte will have enough because he won't get the players he wants. He'll run off and say, bollocks to this, I'm off. Appease the fans, get Poch back in. And what's Poch going to do with this team? And most of the team are the ones that threw him under the bus in the first place. But I mean, look, you've got you've got a case now where Conte's digging his heels in and saying, if you don't back me, I'm not going to sign. And uh, You've got Levy on the other end saying, if you don't, he's digging his heels in. Yeah. Saying it doesn't help anyone. Sign, I mentioned this on yeah, um, uh, if you don't on sign, I'm not going to sign any players. But surely, uh, as as a chairman, as the owner of a football club, you come out and you say, "This is what our vision is. This is what we're going to do. We're going to back the manager because we want to do this, this X, Y, Z, mm. and so on and so on." The fact that he's not someone who tends to come out that often. Uh, we've seen before he's come out when his back's been against the wall. Um, we all remember when he came out, uh, was it before Mourinho signed or just after? He gave an interview, 10-minute interview, yeah. and it was very rare. But, um, you know, he's not someone who's very frank or forthcoming with with us, the fans. No. So we're left in limbo, essentially. We don't know what's going on. Now, yeah. when you sign, when you sign, uh, when you take on someone like Conte, where, whichever club he goes to, fans instantly are going to expect... Uh, big things. Fans are instantly going to expect, you know, we're going to go for trophies. We're going to go for, you know, challenging league title maybe. But one thing they don't associate Conte with is a project. Now, what's happened now, in, in my opinion, is the club have backtracked and all of a sudden we're now uh, in, in a project. So we, the, the, the philosophy now is to buy young at affordable wage. Mm. But that was was not mentioned when Conte took over. 
So the board haven't come out and said, right, we've signed Conte, but uh, our vision is to sign young players so that he can develop them and we can have a team to challenge in the years to come. Mm. Now, had someone come out and said that in the beginning, before he signed, uh, would have all taken, you know, been on board with it, perhaps, um, and would have probably not expected as much as we're expecting now. You know, because if it is a project, it's going to take a few years. Look at what what's happened at Arsenal. You know, mm. they, they stuck by Arteta. Uh, there was this whole trust the process thing. Yes, there were fans who wanted him out, but essentially the board have stuck with him. They they had a vision. They have um, someone there in, in Edu who works very well with him. They're, they're both in cohesion as to who, who they want and who they don't need. They've got rid of a whole load of players, troublesome players, players that, that weren't needed, and they've brought in players that they needed. So, you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but why can't we sort of follow that model, you know, before it was... We did follow you know, that they, model with Pochettino, didn't we? And then, well, it, we did. and, then when, and then when push came to shove, we need a new team, it's like bollocks to that, we'll do it on yeah. the cheap and then I'll get rid of you. So we had five years this ago... This is why I'm saying I now, can't believe... And, and yeah. we've... We've we we messed well. Levy messed it up by not yeah. heeding Poch's. But that is exactly why I'm saying on. I can't believe that I'm saying it because yeah. we were that team. Mm-hmm. We were the team that yeah. Arsenal were looking at and saying, "My God, we need to do what they're doing. Yeah. We need to, you know, we need the manager to invest in a project, this, that, and the other." Because they were they were in the doldrums, you know. They they weren't yeah. doing nothing. Um, but you know, the tables have turned now. The tables mm-hmm. have turned. Look, if you look I, at that I, Arsenal, if you look at the Arsenal yeah. first eleven, they're, they're apart from Saka, who's homegrown, they're all they're all his signings. You look at our first eleven, and there's probably three or four different managers yeah. that have signed those players. Yeah. But, the the yeah. problem is, Poch got rid of a few. He got rid of Bentaleb. He got rid of Adebayor. I think was it that Townsend was when he or first Lennon? Took over. Yeah, was mm. it Townsend yeah. or Lennon who he didn't like because he had arguments with him? Right, he upgraded them. Yeah, and then and then it's my team now, and and mm. yeah, so I agree with Hass completely. We had that, we've thrown it away. Was Arsenal have taken that as a blueprint, and then I mean they may throw it away in two years' time or whatever. You know, the life of a manager is very very short these days. Uh, big up Danny in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Danny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I never ever want a Qatari or a Money Boys to win the league, but I do this season. I can't. <laughs> Man City can win the league this season and then never ever again. But this, uh, this is the thing. This is the thing with 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 ownership is that that, and I've made this point many many times. We're owned by an investment company, okay? So they're they they have to make money. They have to go by their shareholders. Blah 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 blah. If you look at all the owners of Man City and Chelsea under Abramovich and now Newcastle. They've got owners who are just giving the money. They're not yeah. there to make money. No. I mean, we call it sports washing. So the, the owners of, uh, of Man City, the owners of Newcastle, and Abramovich as the owners of Chelsea, they were doing it as a, a personal thing, the sports washing thing. So they gave them all the money. They weren't there to make money. Yeah. But they didn't mind playing the extra money on players. We're, in, we're, we're, we're owned by an investment company, and they're not going to be like that. And this yeah. is, I think, the, the, the annoying thing about Enoch and the ownership is the fact that we've – They've got us into a position where we're ready to challenge, and they haven't gone that extra mile. Yeah, and that's that's the frustrating. That's thing my frustration. Yeah, right. yeah. They don't they don't need to in their eyes. They they don't need us to be successful in order exactly. to generate money, exactly. and that is where yeah. the problem is. And yeah. we're never going to be satisfied as fans because 
I don't care about the business. I don't mm. care about how much yeah. profits they're making. It's all well and good. I've got no issues with, with the board making money. I've got no issues with Enid making money. But at least those fans that turn up week in, week out, give them something to cheer about. You know, give them something, a reason to be happy about, you know, supporting our football club. And I say our football club, mm. you know. But like I said, they're not bothered about whether we win a trophy, whether we challenge for a league yeah. title, um, because it's not going to make a difference. It's exactly. not. They, exactly. they, they will... You know, yeah. the, the stadium will be used as a boxing event, as mm. uh, a concert. You know, that's always going to be there. There's always going to be some sort of revenue. So, you know, it's it's become a cash cow and, and they'll milk it for as long as they can. And, I, and I don't think the they're going is. anywhere anytime soon because they're making too much money for themselves. And I don't have a problem with, you know, the stadium being used for concerts, boxing, NFL what have you? I was under the impression that that was extra money that was being generated, which was going into the club, and that it looked well, like this is it's it, not going it? into the club, not the club into the team. Sorry, and it looks like yeah. it's not, which is where the issue is. And then, Hash, you mentioned about a uh, 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 Levy Enoch not kind of letting us know what's going on. The supporters trust have apparently written him a letter. I'm not expecting anything to come of that. It'll just be. Cool. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. I'm mm, not expecting yeah. anything from no. that. It's but all well and good. They've written a letter, which is good because we're making noises about finding out what's going on, but I, I don't expect anything to come no, of that. Either. You know, but that's but actually quite, thing... quite extreme, isn't it? For the supporters trust, that letter was actually, <laughs> like, whoa, gee, you know, if they're writing a letter, wow, you know, yeah. I mean, sorry, that, that sorry. will just get washed under the carpet. And mm. maybe that's why this Katavi news has come out today. Not today, yesterday, today, this week, this week. Uh, you know, to brush that under the carpet. But uh, let's move on to happier, happier things. <laughs> He's very nearly there. Uh, that's the goal that puts him one behind this great man on the right. Uh, and I'm delighted. Big thanks to Tommy and a big thanks to Gareth as well, because because of them, I'm going to the North London derby and I'm convinced that's history in the making. I'm convinced <laughs> it's written in the stars that Harry Kane gets the goal scoring record at home against Arsenal. So well, I put this, sorry, I put, go, this, go I put this little vote up earlier. Uh, what do people think? Do you reckon he'll break the record? Two plus goals equal the record with one goal or still be chasing it come the end. So 57% breaks the record. 33 equals nine and a half. So 10 still chasing but uh it was a brilliant finish against Portsmouth he was falling over uh for, <laughs> falling over uh but will he break the record against the arse I can't even mm. type the name properly I can't I can't do it I can't do it uh come to you Hass will he break the record will it be history mm. in the making or will he still be chasing it what's your view uh, I think for Harry again it's another personal accolade and I think this one's got to be the biggest of the lot, uh, to be honest with you, because... He'll be desperate debate. to get it against Arsenal, I think. Personally, and for him, he'll want to get it against Arsenal, rub their noses in it a little yeah. bit more. And this is what I'm saying. This one will be the biggest um, of the lot for him so far. So, for him, he'll be very much aware of that. I think he'll be itching to to get that first one. And I think if he gets the first one, he'll get the second one as well. Have you said that it's an awful London derby against a very different Arsenal team? They've got mm. they've got a very solid defence, so it's going to be a difficult game. But I can see him getting at least one. But if he does get that one, I think he'll get another one as well because he'll hundred percent want to. I think there'll be a penalty in it. 
<laughs> uh, you took the words out right out of my mouth. Has. Maybe maybe, yeah, get, maybe the second goal is a free kick. You know the lesser spotted Harry Kane free kick. You never know. Oh no, now you're putting uh, the icing <laughs> on the cake there. I mean, but, you're asking uh, for a bit too much. Yeah, I mean we're doing a big preview on the Arsenal game on Friday, but so we'll talk about that far far more in depth. But I know they're top of the league, Brad, but they haven't really been tested a huge amount and. Last season, I'm not sure that they're, they're any different in the sense that if the crowd get on their back away from home, that they can cope because they haven't really had that. And they capitulated against us. I think it was Rob Holden who just decided he wanted to have a bath early doors. And then against Newcastle, away to Newcastle, a similar kind of atmosphere, went to capitulate their palace as well uh, a little bit earlier, I think. Uh, so I, I think if the crowd get on their back, Harry, you know, the crowd will be loud, I think, because they know it could be history in the making with Harry Kane and what he can do. So I think it will be a big old loud game again from the home fans. And if we start off quick, I know that's uh, <laughs> that, that's even more rare than a Harry Kane free kick going in the net. But um, I, I, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I, I, I've got this ticket. I've paid £75 for it. So it could easily be 2-0 to Arsenal. We don't get anything. And then, I, you know, my... my I'm adamant this is going to happen. Oh, it hasn't happened, but it could even it could easily be history. And Arsenal, I don't think have been massively tested. I don't think their defence is that great. So they've obviously kept clean sheets against teams who who are now sitting not not going toe to toe with them because they will get picked off. So that 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 helps their defence. But how do you see the game going? And 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 certainly in terms of Kane and a big shout out to Jens as well in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Well, first of all, Harry Kane. Uh, I've seen Jimmy Greaves play. Uh, I've seen him live. I've seen him on TV. Uh, I, I can't remember what the last goal I saw him score, uh, but he was playing in 1970. I was going to games. Didn't go to many games, but I was. You know, I did go to games. So I really, really, really want to be there when Harry Kane breaks his record. I mean, that would be a special moment for me. Uh, I'd probably get quite emotional. My big fear is the fact that we got Arsenal on Sunday and then after that, we got two <laughs> away games. So I tried to get tickets for Fulham and couldn't get them. I, I can't get yeah. to Man City. So my big fear is that he'll break the record at an away ground and I won't get to see it. <laughs> uh, so you get to I'm see hoping... it on telly. Yeah, yeah. It's not so quite I'm the hoping... same, I know. But Yeah, so I'm hoping on Sunday that... We are leading by Harry Kane goal, going into injury time, and it's literally the last kick of the game, and we're under pressure. We break, we get a penalty, and he scores a penalty to sew up the match and break the record. Yeah. That that to me would be the ultimate on on yeah. Sunday. Like I said, I'm convinced it's written in the stars. Breaks the record. And, and very interesting as well, it came out that his 265th goal, which was yeah, the goal, yeah. exactly the same day yeah, I know. that Jimmy now, I, got I, his 265th goal. I, I mean, that, that is crazy when you think about it just in itself. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a little bit, not cynical, that's not the right word. I, 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 I know, let, let's go back to last year's game against Arsenal. Arsenal weren't playing well at the time. And the crowd got on top of them and we beat them. And we had a good team. and We were playing well at that time. So I went to that game full of confidence. It's a different Arsenal team this time around. They're playing well. They've had that experience from last season. 
we can't rely on the crowd to be our one and only thing no, to get no, us through no. this game. We've got to play incredibly well to beat Arsenal on, on, on Sunday. And yet, of course, we can play well. Of course we can, but it's going to be a really difficult game for us to win because unlike last season, I think they'll be a bit more determined this season. And yeah, the crowd will have an impact. And yes, their defence isn't that good. And yes, they haven't, you know, been in this sort of match. But it's it's not going to be, you know, a lot of people are going, oh, they're going to fall over because they, they won't be able to take the pressure. Yeah, I, I, I don't like going into that game relying on that as being our only advantage. Yeah. I, I, I think, think we've got to yeah. play well. And, and, and I know that Tottenham at our best can beat Arsenal. I know that yeah. for sure. We can yeah. beat most teams. Uh, it well, depends I, on how many players we get back from injury as well. You know? There's talk that Kulu and Bentancur are going to be fit. I mean, that's obviously going to be a huge mm. bonus, whether they're match fit or not. But but Hass, I, I know we lost them 3-1 earlier in the season, but I thought when Kane scored that goal, we were all over mm. them. Half-time came at the wrong time for us, right time for them, and then it was a Hugo Lloris catastrophe that got them in. Then we were chasing the game, got picked off. But there was enough in that game away from home to say we can cause Arsenal problems. I know Richarlison had a big say in that match and he's going to be injured. So that's mm. a big miss. But you, you never know. You know, Sun getting that goal against, uh, who, who was it? that we, uh, Palace. Palace. I know it was deflected, but, you know, maybe <laughs> luck has changed for him now. You know, like uh, earlier in the season, that ends up ricocheting. Defender clears it or goes out for a corner. But how confident are you in the game, or, or like Brad, are you extremely wary about it? Of course, we've got to be wary because um, you know it's Arsenal at the end of the day who are top of the league and they're flying. They've got some great young players. They've got the likes of Saka, etc. You know Martinelli. But look, we're we're played at home in front of our own crowd. Like you said, the first game didn't go to plan. We we had some moments there. You know, Emerson unfortunately got got sent off in that game and you know a lot of things changed but um we're, we're going to be in front of our own own crowd and when it comes down to Sonny I think Sonny will know how important this game could be for for Harry Kane mm. so he might even raise his game for this uh, particular occasion to to give his buddy um a lift and try and I get think a lot record. of the team will. I think a lot of the team will want Harry to break the record against Arsenal mm. and 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 like Brad said at home in front of 50,000 fans mm. rather than I know how many you take away from home, five, ten or whatever. So I, I think a lot of the, the, the team will be itching to get him some goals. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that can only spare him on, uh, you know, it, it it does act, you know, the, the classic 12th man, you know, mm. it, it does do something to a team. When there's fans, you know, 50, 50 55,000 fans chanting at the same time, you know, it does give the team a lift and a push. And we need to make sure as fans, whoever is going to the game, I know you, you're going to the game as well, Chris, but you know, you just need to make sure we show that support and push the team on. But I genuinely think, I can't see us losing. I think there's a draw there. Um, definitely there's a draw there. Obviously, if we get the three points, for me, I mean, for me, the three points is the most important thing above yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not so much fussed about you know derailing Arsenal. You know they've still got yeah, a lot of tough games it. to come. Mm. I just want for me it's a, it's the three points and a sense of personal pride. You know to not at, at least get away with a draw or win the game. Mm. You know yeah. so. 
Right, it's an essential three points as well, really, being who we've got next, and we've got them <laughs> two games <laughs> later after that as well. Which, on paper, you're not going to beat Man City, although somehow we do have something on them. But then we'll say that every all, year, all these, all these things win. come to an end, and, and we haven't faced Haaland before. But yeah, it's essential, <laughs> essential three points this one at home. Look, and, look, I'm, and... I'm just looking at the league table, and I'm going down it. We beat Fulham. They're in seventh. Yeah, but we haven't beaten anyone anyone above them. We played Man City. Uh, we played Newcastle, Man United, and Liverpool. Lost lost to all of them. Mm. We beat Fulham. We beat. We drew Brian. against Chelsea. Yeah, we drew against Chelsea. So we haven't won any big games this season. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, that worries. But then again, law of averages that can change. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we've got to start better than we have done in recent weeks, yeah. that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I always say with derbies, I know Arsenal are top and flying. It's all it, form goes out the window. There's the occasional game where the the, the, the team who are uh, head in the league, their quality shows. But generally, if you want it more, you win that game. And that we've just got to want it more than Arsenal, and then hopefully our quality because we do have quality we are well we fifth fifth or fourth fourth no, fifth fifth fifth, fifth not, not far off fourth so you know well we're, we're only we've got quality as well beyond, yeah two points beyond third so yeah, and, we, and we talk about harry what a way for son to kind of recapture his form mm. and you know kick on and yeah and hopefully we, we we showed what we can do against palace if we attack teams and and arsenal will attack us as well i don't think arsenal are going to come there for a nil nil and sit uh, oh, no. sit back no. like Villa did, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. One one player I did feel sorry for against Portsmouth. Mm. I mean, if you play in Emerson's position and then you're playing against League One, you can't get in. I've, I mean, poor Jed, poor Jed. <laughs> There's talk that he's going on loan in the window, and he has to for me. Uh, he ain't getting in the side if you can't get in against a League One team and Emerson, who's been dreadful, gets in. I mean, that surely, Brad, says the manager doesn't uh, trust me. And and I, I can understand that, you know, Conte's using him kind of in a, in a way to like, you know, it wasn't my signing, Levy, what are you doing? But it's not Jed's fault. It's not Jed's mm. fault if that's the case and he's been caught up in two persons, two people's arguments. Uh but what do you do? I I feel for the guy. I really feel for the guy. And he has to go on loan for me if he's not going to play. He's not going to play. If he ain't getting in against Portsmouth uh, 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 and Emerson, who's been dreadful, is. But he has to to go on loan to a premiership club. That's the only problem. I I don't think he can go on loan to a championship club. Uh, Brentford, Southampton, Wolves, I saw. Uh, again on Twitter with the in the know crowd, uh, they were the three teams mentioned. So whether they bloke down the pub or his mate, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll be there. Uh, I uh, it depends on what Conte thinks is the future with our right wing back. Now he wants two players for every position and a young player, doesn't he? As a backup, so you could argue that if we're looking for a right wing back, say say Poro, for instance. Poro, Doherty and Spence will be our three right wing backs yeah, next season yeah. if you class Spence as that young player. I personally want to see Spence as one of the two players that we go in. If we get a, a right wing back, uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, 
Doherty's improved, but I don't think he's the answer. Emerson's yeah. definitely not the answer. Uh, although I have to say, I, I am actually a big fan of Emerson. Uh, not for his playing ability, for just the way he puts in yeah. and enthusiasm. And well, he there's wants... no doubt he tries. Yeah. He's just his yeah. quality he's just isn't there at the end of the day. And I, I really, I really hate it when I see people. Okay, criticize his ability by all means, but when they sort of say, oh, "Get out of our club, you fraud," and another guy, I, I don't like that at all. Um, and cheering when he gets taken off, that sort of thing, don't like that. But yeah, if you, I would like to think that we get a decent right wing back in during the, the window. And have Spence as, as our two players because we're fine on the left. We've yeah. got Perisic, we've got uh, Doggio coming in, who, who apparently is flying in Italy at the moment. You that, know, that, and, that, that won't be this year, will it? That'll be next that'll season. That'll be next season, yeah. It'll be next yeah. season, so I think July. Not, yeah, so they're looking for this right wing back. If if the idea is to, to bring in a right wing back and use Spence as the second player, then fine. But if he's going to keep Emerson and keep Doherty and keep playing them, well, then, yeah, put him out on loan. I feel sorry for him. It's not his fault. Yeah, no. he's, 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 if he's caught up in their two's argument, mm-hmm. then it's really not his fault. And he's just a pawn in their argument. And I really feel sorry for him. I mean, it's not really fair for him, but he's getting a fair whack of money. He's getting a fair amount of money, so it's not the end well, of the yeah, world, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's not yeah, unemployed. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't mind sitting on the bench for that money, you know, with a top of the shirt. I'd be brilliant, yeah. But, yeah, but I, I, mean, I, I think uh, from what I've heard, and we've probably all read read the same reports, he, he's apparently very good in training, he's willing to learn, so it's not like he's, he's not, no. it's not getting a game because he's, you know, being surly or anything like that. He's actually putting in and, and that's what he's just unfortunate yeah. at the moment. Conte's not picking him, so... Yeah, I mean, Hass for me, he has to go on loan because if he ain't going to get picked against Portsmouth, he's not in Conte's mm. plans for this season at least. So he has to go on loan, and and otherwise he's just essentially for a year not playing football and just training, which you need match experience. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brad took the words out of my mouth. You know, he's essentially a pawn between uh, Levy and Conte's chess match. You know, yeah. it's quite clear that uh, it was very much a Levy signing. Conte wanted someone much more experienced and he was given Jed Spence. Now, there's nothing wrong with Jed Spence, in my opinion. Uh, the lad hasn't done nothing wrong. Mm. Uh, if it was an attitude problem, he wouldn't even make the bench, let's be honest. Yeah. He wouldn't be in the squad. So it's not a case of his attitude, even though that, that was what was reported uh, at the beginning of the season. But uh, for me, it would be a crying shame to see another young, talented player waste his career um, at Spurs. So for me, he has to go out on loan. He's still quite young. He's 21 years old, I believe. Mm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he needs to go out on loan uh, until the dust has settled a bit, maybe come back, see what the situation is like in that right wing back position. It could be the case that, you know, we have plans for him for next season yeah. where we get rid of, I mean, according to a few outlets, we're looking to um, accept offers for Emerson Royale. Yeah. And Doherty, hopefully, if a bid comes in, will be accepted as well. And then we can look to get a new right back, a right wing back, and bring back Spence from wherever he was loaned out to. Yeah. But like I said, he's a young, talented player. For me, from what I've seen from last season, already tells me that he's possibly much more talented than the two that we already have at the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I can't believe that he didn't get given a chance against Portsmouth mm. to show what he can or, do. Or Forrest the in, the, are... in the League Cup game. Yeah, I, I, mm. I, I just can't believe it. It just says to me that it's just Conte proving a point and just... it is proving a point. Yeah, mm. and that's yeah. all it is. It's Conte trying to prove a point. 
essentially, look, what, essentially what it is, Levy has taken on someone in Conte that can very much play the game that, that Levy plays. Mm. So he's never had a manager of this sort of calibre that can sort of play him at his own game. You know, if you're going to play hardball with me, I'm going to play hardball with you on, on the on the pitch. I'll have my say on the pitch. You know, you're not going to get the better of me. And in some ways, yes, it's to the detriment of the team, perhaps. And in other ways, it's almost, you know, you feel like we've finally got someone that is actually calling him out for, you know, the things that he's not doing for this club. You know, mm. finally got someone speaking out about the board. But like I said, it's to the detriment of the club. Because I think uh, Paratici, I think, liked him. I think he was looking at him. I think Paratici went to the games that he played against Premiership teams last season in, in the Cup games. But the other thing with Spence is he, he fits the Conte. Yeah, that's why I can't. He's attacking wing back. Yeah, he's just exactly what, what, what Conte wants in a right wing back. Uh, I mean, there's a, a chance on... Uh, I mean, OK, Emerson Royal got up for that header, which hit the post very unlucky. But it was a moment where the ball came over and there was Spence in the box trying to head the ball and he's, he's tall enough to do it, you know, which is what Conte wants from the, his wing-backs, you know. So it's a, yeah. it's a strange one. And, and I, yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed he didn't, he didn't get get on straight away against... I mean, that was a perfect game, wasn't it, for Port, against Portsmouth? Perfect game. I, think- I mean, he gave... He gave, he's been given, okay, well, Brian Hill probably because other players are injured, but he gave um, Matasar uh, or Papasar a game, you know, so why he didn't play uh, Spence? I really don't know. I think next yeah. season um, we we have to look to get rid of a few wing-backs, and I mean yeah. at least three. Emerson, Doherty, as much as, you know, he's a slight improvement on Royale, he's got to go as well, you know, and other one I'd get rid of is probably Cess because... It just hasn't worked out with Cesc. For me, he's not yeah. of the calibre that we need at this club. Yeah. And Well, that's the thing. Like, like Brad says, if Udogi is coming back and by all accounts he's, he's running Italy's league at left back, mm. unless something amazing happens with Cesc in the next uh, four months, five months, whatever it is. Uh, I think it's up he, here with Cesc. At, Yeah. I mean, it's he could here. stay, couldn't he? It's the understudy to mm. Udogi because, you know, Perisic... Ain't going to be there for three, four seasons. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I just, there's got to come a point. There's got to come a point at some point. You, we, we talked about Gareth Bale earlier, right? Gareth Bale, terrible, wasn't he? He was all over the place. You know, was it 27 games without winning a game or something like that when he was in? And then all mm. of a sudden, get pushed forward. Okay, I'm going to attack teams. I'm quick. I believe in myself. I'm going to attack teams. Mm. I've retired the best right back in the world. I've become a world star. I've got an £85 million move to Madrid. Sessignon has to do something similar. I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> take the world by storm and go to Madrid for like almost £90 million, But you've got to believe in yourself. And this is a guy at Fulham who was a winger, who was, as a winger, get the ball quick, direct, yeah. run at people, commit people. But you have license to do that in a wing back. This is you're not where it's full, up here. Yeah, you're not, you're not, full back, you're not yeah. a full back's first instinct has to be defend, go forward if you can get back. Whereas mm. a wing back is the opposite. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's all up, upstairs. Yeah. Mentally, he's had those. He's, he's had two injuries, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's got to have that. He's got to yeah. have that lightning bolt moment mm. at some point if he wants to stay at Spurs and and become a fixture at, in Spurs team. He's got to have that light bulb moment where he goes, I've got to try and do something. Mm. I've got to be positive. And, and 
I was hoping Perisic would help him along and, you know, mm. kind of take him under his wing, but it doesn't seem to have happened. Uh, but, yeah, it's a real shame. But uh, where, where do you see Sessegnon next season, Hass? Spurs or somewhere else? I think with with Adogu coming in, uh, we're, we're probably going to keep hold of Perisic for another season. With Adogu and Perisic there, I can see his chances being quite limited. However... <laughs> We have had three right wing backs this season, so <laughs> there's no reason why you won't keep three left wing backs for next season. So it's very much up in the air. But like I said, for me, he's not he's not reached the potential that we thought he can reach. Yeah. And I think if if a club we're not going to get the money that we paid for him, let's be honest, uh, we paid something close to thirty million yeah. for Cess. Oh, we might get fifteen we're if not, we're lucky. Something like we'll that. probably get half of that to a newly promoted club, perhaps. I can't see any 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 club currently. Yeah. In the I can see him going back to Fulham. Mm. I think Conte likes him though, doesn't he? I think Conte likes him. Yeah. Like, mean, he, showed, he showed moments, hasn't he? You know, mm. when we drew one all with um Liverpool at Anfield last season, it was him who went forward and put the ball in the box. He showed you, other you, moments as well and, and yeah. Certain assists, but but that's the thing, though, Chris. Consistency, we consistency mm. that he we don't need flashes. We don't need yes, yeah, consistency it's all good that being, we need. It's all being it's all good being good in flashes, hmm. and that's okay if you know that you're a substitute player who can come on and in certain games change the course of a game. However, he's not for me. He's not consistent enough to be starting every game, and that's showed this season. You know, he's not yeah. he's not going to start over Perisic. Yeah. Um, he had his chance at the beginning of the season mm. where you thought, mm, maybe, you know, something going on here. He's willing to fight for his place because he's seen Perisic come in. And then he's gone back to, you know, he's reverted back to his usual self. Is some of that, do you think, how the how we play, you know, under... under... Poch, it was all cavalier going forward. So, it, it, you know, if you play quick and high tempo stuff, you're likely to be playing high tempo and going forward because you're positive. Not do for me. Any, do you think any of the, you know, what we no. seemingly see play defensive has? Not for me because, no, because the wing backs are the attacking outlets. Mm. Yeah. That's they don't, in, yeah. in this formation, the, mm. the wing backs um, don't defend as much as yeah. the right backs would. So there's not that excuse of, you know, our football is stopping them from being attacking. They're the ones who are the attacking outlets who get forward uh, down the wing and take on their man and get the cross in for, for your strikers, etc. So that excuse for me, I, I really don't buy that because it's giving them enough attacking freedom to be able to do what they were doing before. You know, Cess, when he was at Fulham playing left wing, you know, he had the freedom there to express himself, you know, He'd show good skill and, you know, he'd get past his man, get the ball in. But none of that has been evident at Spurs. And yeah. for, for me, that's just not going to work in this system. You know, I've watched, you know, I've watched every game since he's been, since he's been with us. Okay. And every time he's played, you know, he either comes back and passes the ball back or he tries to take mm. his man on, but is never successful. So... He's not got a very good success rate. Yes, he has scored a couple of goals and a couple of assists here and there. But again, it's just been in flashes. So for me, not consistent enough. The the flashes for me say that he can do it. So then he's then got to believe I can do it. I've got to do it more often. But like you say, Brad, 
all in his head. For some reason, there's something in his head, I think, no. saying... But how long has he been at the club, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, he. I, I said earlier in the season, unless he makes that left wing back his own, his time's up at the end of the season. I mean, I you, you unless could, something you... massive happens for him in the next five, six months or however long there is to the season, I think you, you, could, make, you could make the argument that Spurs will go into next season with five wing backs. So you've got two right wing backs, two left wing backs, and Perisic is like a can be right, can oh, be yeah, left. Yeah. So you, you could you could get away with that. But I mean, there are a couple of occasions, probably more than two, against Portsmouth in the second half where the ball went to session on and you're just saying, put it past him and run. And he didn't do it. And that's, yeah, you know, I mean, and against Portsmouth, with all due mm, respect to Portsmouth, yeah. they are lower league com- uh, competition. Mm. That's the time to try things like that. And you I know, think going know. forward, once we get, if you can, and I, you know, if you've probably heard me say this before, so sorry to repeat myself, but if you put if you put Walker and Rose in our current team as wing backs, then that is quite a frightening yeah, attacking yeah. thing. So defenses have to worry about the two sides. At the moment, they really only have to worry about one side if that when we're I attacking. Mean, that's recruitment as well, isn't it? Those mm. you know we we've bought defensive we've bought a full back in Emerson for the manager who was using fullbacks and then brought someone in who doesn't use fullbacks. Who uses yeah, fullbacks. Yeah. And then, I mean, Sess should be tailor-made to Conte's system, you know, being mm. a winger at Fulham. I, I don't think there's a huge amount of difference between a, wing, a winger and a wingback as there is to a winger and then a fullback. So he should be tailor-made. It's all in his head. Perisic obviously knows Conte's system inside out, mm. so there's no issues there. Doherty is a wingback and he continues yeah. to play bloody Emerson. I don't know why. Uh, and Spence is a wing back, and he refuses to play him at all. So it, it, it's again recruitment, and and I can't remember which one of you guys said it earlier that uh, you look at the team, and and they're all they're all signings from about four different managers. Mm. So yeah, I mean Conte wants this Poro guy, and he is well. Uh, I think it was you, Vlad, who said he is. He's he's not a Conte player. Uh, player, but if well, Conte wants him. Yeah. Conte wants him, it's because Conte sees him in his system. Go mm. get the guy rather than keep playing a guy who's a fullback playing in a wingback who quite yeah. clearly cannot cross a road, let alone <laughs> a ball. Uh, despite the effort that he puts in and the desire he shows, which is very, very good. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, think about Emerson. Think about Emerson. I was saying this on Saturday. Think about Emerson is that apart from the fact that he can't cross a ball. In every else, he's re- he's really confident. He does all yeah. the back flicks yeah. and all this sort of stuff, and he's just really confident in his own ability. Apart from when he gets to the byline, he can't go past the man and put the ball in. You know, it's, it's which is basically the reason yeah. he's there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't improved either. You know, they only train for two, three hours a day. Get those little <laughs> outline metal outlines that the, the, the you put for free kick walls. Stick them in the box. Go down the wings. Stick it on. Knock them over. Don't go well, home I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I, I had any ability to get past the man, but I certainly could cross the ball if I had to chance. Yeah, I mean, crossing <laughs> for difficult. me, crossing for me, Alexander Arnold does it. Beckham is the best that I've mm. ever seen and probably will. They weren't crossing two people, they were crossing to areas. Mm. And those players who were getting in those areas know that the cross is coming in and the area it's going into to run into those areas. So, yeah. Just, just get those little mannequin outline things, <laughs> stick them into you know the penalty spot, and practice crossing it on, and hitting the head of that. I don't know how they don't do it. It's the same with Loris, how his goalkeeping, kicking, has been dreadful for about 10 years. 
practice the bloody stuff. There's a reason why <laughs> Harry Kane is generally pinpoint accurate on penalties. And it's because he stays outside training for every day practicing mm. penalties. I just don't understand how they don't improve when, you know, it's not like us nine to five every day. And then you've got to go and do dinner and then do this and do that. And then go to bed and then go up and do it again. They're only there for three fucking hours. <laughs> uh, but one player has I did see criticism of, which is ridiculous, is Ollie oh. Skip. Uh, I mean, this guy, he's been injured for the best part of, well, I don't know how long, I was going to say a year, but I don't think it's that long. A nasty injury, which then had a lot of setbacks. He wasn't supposed to be playing, but Suma got injured and he was called up straight away. I mean, there's an element to say you should always be prepared. But I know he missed a sitter. Fine. But we still won the game. But he missed a sitter, a good good run into the box and desire to get in the box. He's severely match unfit. I don't really know what people expect. And he, he is a guy who will, like Brad says with Emerson, put effort in, whether he's good enough or not. Uh, uh, Chris Agenbar, Kane, for the love of God, stop taking free kicks. He won't be saying that when he scores a second goal on Sunday with a free kick. Uh, but yeah, Oliver skip criticism. For me, absolute, just, I, I don't really understand it. Give the guy a break. He's had a big injury. He wasn't supposed to be playing. He's really unfit because he hasn't been playing. But he, he is the future of Tottenham's midfield. As, as long as injuries don't derail that, obviously. But uh, how did you rate his performance against Portsmouth? And what did you make of the criticism that he got? Well, I'm not going to sort of beat around a bush and say he didn't make any mistakes because there were clearly mistakes there. You know, where from whether it was, you know, letting the ball run on too, like, too far forward to um, miss timing a couple of tackles. But... To criticise someone, like you said, who's been out for a considerable amount of time, not played within that system. I know they trained the system, but, you know, having to partner someone else completely new in midfield as well. You know, these are the types of games where, you know, if you're going to make mistakes, then you make mistakes in these types of games, not against your Manchester United or Arsenal's or anything like that. So for me... You know, he's coming during a difficult time. You know, we, we've needed to rest a couple of players. Heiberg, uh, Bentecker's injured. So he was the best of the few that was available to us. And he had, like you said, he is the future. He will get better. He's still so young. And let's not forget what he did in arguably the most gruelling uh, leagues in the country, which is the Championship. Mm. 46 games to come out as player of the season at Norwich, helping them to get promoted is no mean feat. And, you know, there is a player there. So, mm. yes, we can criticise players when they when they don't perform. But, you know, we need to we need to understand exactly why sometimes players don't perform <laughs> to the best of their abilities. Uh, you know, we spoke about Emerson earlier on. You know, it's mistakes week in, week out. Yes, he's going to get criticism. When it's a player that comes in after a considerable time, and he's made a couple of mistakes. Okay, it's annoying, but it's against Portsmouth. He's been out for a while, and you know the kid's doing doing his best. So it's it's different, Chris. If if it's like week in week out, if Skip started yeah. every week, he's making shitloads of mistakes, um, and you know he's get coming in for criticism. Yeah, about yeah, one game. I, what, 
Yeah, what did you make of it, Brad? Because people forget as well, his first Premier League game was against Man City, who were the champions from the previous season. He had a terrible first 10 minutes, could have given away two penalties, carried on, kept going, kept plugging away, and he was one of the best players on the pitch in that game. Oi, and, then, oi, oi. And, and then his stock and, and performances only rose in that yeah. season and unfortunately ended due to this big injury. But well, I, I, I totally agree with what Hass was saying. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah he, he, he hasn't had the best of games when he's come back. But when he first, he had that season, or even before the Norwich season, he, he had the potential there. He had that season at Norwich where, as Hass said, he was player of the season, got him in, got him in the top of the, to win the championship. If you compare him with our other up-and-coming midfielders of recent years, uh, let's uh, Harry Winks, Ryan Mason, Tom Carroll, he is miles above those, absolutely miles yeah. above them. And I made the prediction when he had the Man City season, I think it was, that, for, that he would be my outside bet for an England squad for the World yeah. Cup. He would have been part of an injury, yeah, wouldn't he? Unfortunately, he got that really bad pelvic injury. And then when he came back, he someone basically stomped through his foot. So yeah. he's had a couple of really bad injuries. And I find it absolutely amazing that the Twitter artsy that I've been reading and saying, oh, no, nah, he's very ordinary, very, yeah, uh, no, nah, he's not good enough. Loan him out. Uh, but these are the same people that after that Man City game would have been saying, he's, yeah, the future, yeah. he's the future. And it's just so reactionary sometimes just for yeah, it's, bad it's, performance. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. But no, I think that, yeah, I think maybe not this season. It'll, it'll take time to get back into it. But yeah, we, we there's a future player there. That, that's a, I mean, Mourinho said the future Tottenham captain. And I, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. I remember is me going back to the old days again. I remember Steve uh, Steve Perriman when he first came in, in into the the team, and he eventually became a a Tottenham captain. And he was sort of I'm not saying they were similar, but he was that sort of gritty sort of you know midfield player, uh, which, which Skip is. And and Skip's got Skip actually's got a turn of pace when he wants, and he can also pass the ball. So um, yeah, there's a he should have scored on on Saturday, which would have. Yeah. Uh, Made it a lot easier to watch the I mean, remainder yeah, of the game, but yeah, I uh, mean that that was a bad miss. There's no two ways about that one. I could have mm. scored that one, but yeah, thankfully, it didn't I mean, let's not forget end. he was um it was it was a creative outlet during the uh, Jose Mourinho uh, yeah. era mm. when yeah. he was playing under Jose. You know, he was he was getting the ball forward. He was assisting. Yeah. He was doing quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's definitely he. No, he <clears throat> he is a mile above Winks, Carroll, Mason. Or any of the other midfielders we've had in in recent years, miles above them. Yeah, I mean, what I what I did see, which made me laugh, is that uh, basically he's he's terrible compared to this guy, Papi Sar. I mean, Papi Sar has played well two games in, <laughs> steady on. So, but him and Hill have played in the last couple of games, and uh, I think it's fair to say their stock is rising. Mm. Uh, but yeah, to say uh, Skip is worse than Saar after uh, two games is, is yeah, it's silly, you know, stupid. reactionary, like I say, calm down. But uh, Hill, uh, talk about Saar, let's talk about Saar now, we're talking about a midfielder. But uh, I've, I've seen comparisons to Dembele about him. I mean, he's got a long, long, long way to get anywhere near Dembele, <laughs> but uh, it, it wasn't a comparison it's, with... It's he no is, middle he ground, is, is there? <laughs> I'm being slightly unfair there. It wasn't like... Uh, he is Dembele. <laughs> I see glimpses of Dembele in him. Uh, so he, he, he can keep the ball very well. He's good pass with the ball. Uh, but yeah, what, what would you make of him, Hass? I mean, he was on loan last year, I think to Mets, I think it was. Uh, but he's obviously come in this year. You know, he's got Basuma in front of him. I mean, Bentoncourt 
is straight back in the team when he's fit again. Hoiberg, uh, Danish player of the year as well. Congratulations to him on that one. I do like Hoiberg. Uh, it's got Basuma, who's injured, Skip coming back. So there is competition for places in that um, midfield. Well, it'll be two. Uh, it's two that play there. Uh, but what have you made of Sar so far in the two games and that he's played? I think we need to hold off on the Dembele comparisons because <laughs> look, we're we're two games in uh, with his with his Tottenham career. Yes, it seems like seems like there's a very good player there. Uh, he did very well for Mets. He got into the Mets team at a very young age. Obviously, was scouted by us. Uh, we've seen a potential there for him to become uh, a Spurs regular in the future, but. And that's what it is in the future. At the moment, we've got the likes of um, Pierre and we've got the likes of um, Bentecourt in the team. You'd like to think those two are going to form uh, a formidable partnership for years to come. Now, you know, for me, you know, I think he is going to get there at some point. But let's not forget, we've got someone like Yaya Torre at the club who mm, arguably yeah. is a legend, legend of the game. Um you know, he's loved by, you know, every African nation for mm. what he's done in the Premier League. And whoever comes to the club, especially um, African players who come to the club, will have a lot of respect for him. As as you know, Bissouma, when he came to the club, you know, the, the, the one person that, you know, he, he really looked forward to um, talking to and learning from was Yaya Toure. So Yaya will have a lot of influence over anyone who comes from um, from Africa to our club. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the, he played well in the in the two games that he's played for us. There's there's no denying that. But he again, he's come at a time where we've had injuries, and we've needed to call upon anything and everyone that we can find just to cover that midfield area. But he's done himself no harm yeah. in in his performances that he's put in there, and he's possibly shown to Conte that he can step in and perhaps take his chance when things aren't going right, when players are off form or injured. And it's a good option to have. It's a good dilemma to have, you know, for, for any manager. If players are all performing well, it's the right type of dilemma to have as opposed to having players out and not having your regular starters in the in the team. So for me, I like the look of him. You know, he's strong boy. He, he looks like he's not that strong. Yeah, but yeah. he's very, very sort of, uh, you know, you can you can see strength when he's holding off mm. players and stuff, and you think, where's that coming from? You know, mm. you're you're quite <laughs> slight, you know, but you know, hopefully we've got a player there for for the next few years who can sort of come in. Uh, but yeah, good good player, good player. Yeah, I mean, Brad for for me, he's hit, has hit the nail on the head there. Done himself no harm whatsoever, mm. and he's yeah. got to use that as a platform now. That's where my uh, performances yeah. have been. That's where they've got to stay at a bare minimum, uh, and it, it, it can only be good for the team as well. You know, Benton Cruz, who's brilliant, is out. Uh, Sar comes in, puts in those kind of performances, gives Conte something to think about. You know, well, well yeah, yeah. And the other midfielders. If I don't, if I don't pull my weight, I've got someone there itching to get in who will well, put a performance in. Just, so it can only be good it, for the team. What he's done is, is and had a very. I mean, he he did okay when he came on against Palace. Uh, he had a very good game against Portsmouth. I think I, I personally thought he's one of our better players against Portsmouth. Uh, but you know, that's one performance. Doesn't you know? It's not suddenly he's Dembele, he's the answer. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and I actually thought I actually sort of made the point that 
he's had a very good game against a mid-table League Two team. But then I suddenly thought, well, actually, he's played in a half of a World Cup game against England. So, you know, he's, he's had that experience. Uh, I think what he's done, and, and uh, we'll talk about uh, Brian Hill in a minute, I think what he's done is he's actually gave him Conte the confidence to keep him there and not loan him out with the yeah. injuries we got. If we had everyone fit, then he probably would go on loan because of his game time would be limited. But I think with the injuries we've got, I think it's given Conte a reason now to say, no, we'll, we'll keep him at the club. We won't loan him out. Uh, and I think that that's what's happened in, in his couple of performances. But yeah, he, he looks, he's had a couple of good games and, 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 you know, promising, a promising player, but, yeah, let's not let's not let's not get kept too carried away like we probably was trying to get carried away after beating Palace four 0 So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, game at a time, time. <laughs> yeah, and, and you mentioned him. Hill got man of the match against Portsmouth uh, without Kudasevsky and Son on the the kind of form that he's in. It needed someone to get the ball, run at people, commit whether they're going to get past people or not. But the the you know the defenders will know. Oh, he's on the ball, running at me. He's going to try and take me on or do something. Uh, he's been fantastic as well, but again, two games, two and a bit games. Uh, so it, it's good while he's done that, and you know, put not the cat amongst the pigeons, but shown Conte, give me a chance, I, I will I, take people on yeah. and, and try and speed the game up. I thought he was very good when he came on. A, a, was it Monaco in the Champions League before Christmas? Mm, yeah, he did. I, well, I, he I, was... can't, I can't remember who it was against, but he, I thought he changed the game there because yeah. of his. Uh, proactive kind of play, but he's got to use that as a benchmark and a level now. Uh, but when Kulisevsky comes back, and if Sun starts scoring again, he's not going to get in the team, is he? Uh, barring injuries and a cameo appeal. Yeah, and I, I, but again, I think, like yeah. Saar, done himself no harm at all. And that's what I think he's done. He's done like Saar. He's, he's, now, told, he's now given Conte so, okay, with injuries, we can keep him here, and he, he can do a job for us. Uh, he played very well against Palace. He played very well against Portsmouth. I do think, and what worries me about it, no, let's get let's get sorry. He's an incredibly skillful player. He's he runs all all day. He's quite tenacious. He's got a good vision. He does things. He tries to change the game. He, he's making runs. All of those things, all those good things. I just worried at the fact that against Palace and against Portsmouth, other teams don't really know him. If he starts to come on and play well, suddenly teams are going to start really getting into him. And he's very slight. He needs to be a lot bigger, I think. To that might be a good thing, you know. Mm. Well, I'm getting kicked up in the air now. I've got to bulk up in the summer or yeah, days yeah. off. Bale came back. I can't remember what season it was. It looked like he'd, you know, yeah, he'd yeah. been, you know, best friends with the Rock for the last. Yeah. You know. uh, <laughs> he suddenly became yeah. really big and strong, and then he was pushing people off, and people were bouncing off him. So, it might not be the worst thing for him. That's why yeah. I wanted him to go on loan to a championship team, League One, or something like that, because the defenders there, yeah, he, he yeah. would be too good for those that division. So he uh, and, get and, let, and, and if we if we, if if Kulishevsky is fit again, and we we buy this right sided you know attacking player that we're apparently looking at, well then he probably would loan Gil out. Mm. But then when you talk about getting someone like Edwards in, well, I'm thinking, well, why yeah. get Edwards when we got Hill? I don't think there's a lot yeah. of, you know. So, so I think he's done. I think he's done enough to to make Conte know that when we do have injuries to Kulicheski, that he can play him there and, and get something. You know, he can do something. But I do still worry about his his size. Everyone goes. Everyone says, oh. Modric small, but Modric was different, differently built from memory. Oh, he, he's yeah, absolute world class. Modric yeah, can't really yeah. compare the two. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, he looks. Someone said, "Oh, he looks like the ball boy," but he does. He still looks <laughs> very, very small, very tiny. And you can imagine 
if he starts having good games for Tottenham, then other clubs are going to think, hang on a minute, we're going to take this guy out. You know, and uh, that's what worries me. But he, he, he you know, he had, had two very good games, but uh, yeah, again, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm not worried about that has being taken out because we get a free kick from it, maybe mm. a sending off, uh, and he'll learn that I've got to bulk up a little bit because this is going to happen more and more. But I, I also think when he gets his first goal, that will give him a world of good mm. in terms of confidence, and he, he looks confident from. I can't remember the first game he played, he looks much more confident now yeah. because of that game where he played quite well. And I think once he gets a goal, uh, he said that the, the pass to Kane's second goal, I mean, you can talk mm. all you want about how good the, the, the touch and finish was from Kane, but there was no, no second thought in Hill's mind. Kane's free, whip it into him, done. And also that for the first goal, understand, you know, I can try and take people on, have a shot, but Perisic is in a much better position. Give it to him and he can do the best and Kane gets a sitter of a header. Uh, so it's a decision-making there. I know that's only one game and only, you know, 10-minute spell, but it's something to not cling on to, but it's something for like him to, okay, I can do that. I can make the right decisions. I can whip a ball in and an assist. And then there's also that I can take people on, whip a cross in. And once he gets that goal, I think he'll get a huge amount of confidence. But um, what, what, what do you make of him and all of that and what Brad says about the the, the, the slightness and the kind of ball boy physique? <laughs> um, first of all, um, Brian Hill uh, is in a league of his own, not for the reason that uh, you think, I'm going to say, but probably because he's probably the only player at Spurs who's allowed mayo and ketchup uh, <laughs> yeah, sponsored by McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can see he's pro- everyone's probably giving him their leftovers. You know, here you go. We've got a bit of cake left here, a bit of burger left here. But yeah, um, you know, the lad come out. I think there was a quote today by him saying, "You know, I, I'm I'm built quite differently to others. I am try. I, I find it hard to put on weight, but I I understand that I need to." Um, be physically bigger and stronger, and I'm trying. So mm. there was a quote out there today. But look, you can see in the games that he started, he's grown in confidence as, you know, he's put in good performances. And every time he's, he's done well, his confidence has grown and grown mm. and grown. So, you know, we started off, I think it was the Palace game. You know, he done well. We ended up winning 4-0. That second uh, goal for Harry Kane, you know, to to get the ball through two. I mean, it's not your regular type of pass through two defenders at, at an angle, mm. but he got it through to Kane, and he was confident enough to do that in his own ability. And then Kane just finished it off. But um, you know, you can see after that game when he started against Portsmouth, and he was taking players on. Yeah. He was, you know, showing glimpses of um, fantastic skill to take his man on, carry the ball forward. And he got taken out a couple of times and mm. he still got up fair play to him. He, I've not seen him once, you know, roll around on the floor complaining mm. that yeah. I've been taken out. He's that, got that, straight back up and that, straight back into it. That'll come. That'll come. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, you just got to say it's a fantastic. And I said, I said this before in Love Show. I mean, the, the kid is showing fantastic attitude because mm. he initially he wanted to go back to Valencia. He wanted to go back to Spain. And it mm. didn't work out for him. You know, it was all set. It was, it was, you know, here we go by Romano. He's set to go to um, Spain. And it didn't happen. You know, that could have destroyed his confidence, mm. knowing that 
I'm actually here for another season and I might not be starting and I could have been at Valencia doing well. He done well when he went to Valencia. Mm. You know, he was getting assists. He was he was taking players on. The confidence was there. But as I said, fantastic attitude. You know, he's taken his chance. Managers obviously had a word in his ear to say, look, if you start, you know, pulling your weight and, and you follow what I'm telling you, then you've got a chance to, um, you know, make a name for yourself at Spurs. So for me, there is a player there. But like someone else said on another show previously, you know, bit a gust of wind and, <laughs> you know, he's not only got to worry about... Yeah, well, he's not only got to worry about defenders, but he's got to worry about what gal force it is. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I, I like the kid. He's shown a good attitude. And that's yeah. the most yeah. important thing for me is to show a good attitude and a willingness rather than come on and just run around and aimlessly and not do anything. So, but I yeah, also so noticed, that, yeah, I also noticed that now the other players seem to be more inclined to give him the ball as well. I think that that oh, seems yeah, absolutely yeah. Before they were a bit bit you know now now you don't see what you can do. They're more inclined to give him the ball. Absolutely, yeah. and again, it's a nice problem for Conte to have because mm. he's got options now. And Lucas has been missing for a while, injured. Uh, I don't, I'm I not sure he'll play for us. In. I'm not sure he'll play for us again. To be honest, um, yeah, I, um, he'll have a cameo. I think probably the last home game if he's fit. You know, just kind of send off. In terms of any any big kind of contribution in terms of minutes, I think he's probably done. I think he'll go back yeah. to mid. Um, I think it, until, isn't his contract uh, ended at the end? The contract ends, isn't it? But they got the obligation. Yeah. They got a, they can, they can extend it for a year if they want to. But I think if he's injured. Yeah, I, I think, I think he'll go to Brazil as, at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. I believe he's going back. The, the plan is to go back to Brazil. The, the player mm. himself said he wanted to stay and see out his contract at, at Tottenham, which mm. again, uh, that shows fantastic attitude from Lucas. Mm. Uh, he's a very loyal player. He's shown up, shown us time after time that he is a loyal uh, player. And whenever he's, you know, come in and played for us, you, you can't deny that he's given his all. Mm. You know, his performances have declined in the last few games, but um, he's given us some fantastic memories. And well, he, he you know, he's, he's responsible for the greatest night in my life. So yeah. <laughs> And many others as well, Brad. You know, yeah. I, I, I can guarantee you every single Tottenham fan can remember exactly where they were if they weren't yeah. at the game. They can remember yeah. exactly yeah. where they were yeah. when those goals went in. Yeah, and yeah. those are the kind of um, memories that every fan at this football club. Yeah. Well, I, I, I see in slow motion. I see the, the pub in again, slow motion again, like Bale with the San Siro. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any Spurs fan who saw that will ever forget that until the day they die. No, that exactly that that, that, that forty-five minute. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of each end. Just a quick one. It was the first performance, uh, performance, uh, uh, appearance that I can remember anyway of Tanganga this season, uh, in defense. Brad, uh, obviously a clean sheet, but against League One opposition, uh, what did you make of him? Uh, didn't he play against Palace? Was he in the Palace team? I didn't think he was, but I could be. No, right. no, he could be right. Could be right. It, it, um, it's definitely, it I think, his first start. Definitely his first yeah, start. It was right. Romero. It was Romero Dyer and Longley for Palace. It wasn't. He was in the. That's right. Yeah, he was in right. the team for the yeah. game before. Yeah, that's right. You're correct. Right. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything wrong. But I, I just feel that the boat has sailed for him at Tottenham. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's one of these players mm. that, that that versatility is sometimes wonderful. 
But it's also certainly a hindrance for a young player because you never nail down that position and learn it. You know, how, I, I know he's an attacker, but Harry Kane has only ever learned to be a striker. The fact that he's now passing and dropping deep is kind of his choice. But he's, he's, he's learned the striker. Someone, uh, Tanganga's learned centre back, left back, yeah. right back, and and you 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 can't learn the intricacies of one position. I don't think when you're young, learning all these different positions. I, I don't. I, don't, I think I don't, it's I don't, a bit of a hindrance to him. I don't want to make fun of the lad because I think he's a he's a really decent lad, and I think definitely he will go on to be a good player. Maybe not at Tottenham, but a friend of mine went into Oxfam in uh, Maribone High Street today, and I think you can see that. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> I told him to buy one because it would probably be worth a lot of money when Tango becomes a good player. I, I think Tango <laughs> can be a really good player, but I just think his his time at Tottenham is up. I think uh, he either needs to go out on loan or, or, or go to another club. I, I don't think he's going to make it at Tottenham. No. Uh, it's, a shame. it's a shame, mm. isn't it, Has? Because that first game up against Mane, mm. he more than yeah, held his own yeah, in that game yeah. against a, a world-class I don't know, winger, striker, whatever yeah. you want to call Marnay's position. Uh, and it just, he had a few good games and then it kind of waned a little bit and he's never really got back. But yeah, think, how, what would you make of Tanganga and his future? Let's not forget um, most players, most players who go on to be extremely good have like one or two managers that they develop under. And mm. for me, Tanganga, although we've had world-class managers come in, you know, Jose, we've got Conte now, we've had Poch, but uh, with so many managerial changes as well, and having to adapt to each one's different sort of style and philosophy, I don't think that has helped at no. his young age as well. Mm. So, you know, part of the reason why, you know, the class of 92 and players thereafter at Manchester United were so successful was because... Mm the longevity of Alex Ferguson. And same can be yeah. said of Arsene Wenger, you know, bringing players in, developing yeah. them in the position that they're meant to be played in. This is, you know, players would go to these clubs and, you know, you knew what the clubs, uh, you knew what the ethos was at the club, what the philosophy was, what the play style was. Whereas at Spurs, we've had, you know, managers come in, this is how I want to play. Mm. Another one come in, this is how we're going to play. So there's been a lot of changes and I'm not saying players can't adapt to that, but there are players that can't yeah. adapt to that sort mm. of environment as well. And also let's not forget that, you know, it was reported that AC Milan were after Tanganga as well. Mm. Now, yeah. obviously there's, there's a player there that, you know, they mm. can see uh, that would benefit them. They've already got the likes of Tamori, who I don't know what the ins and outs of it were when he was at Chelsea, but he wasn't getting a look in at Chelsea either. And and AC Milan took a gamble on him and he's paid off for them massively. They won the Scudetto with him in defence and he was one of the best defenders in the league. So I can see the thinking behind there, get another young English centre-back in Tanganga, perhaps pair them up together. You know, for me, it, it, it might have... You know, something there might be something in it there for them if if AC were to come back in for him, but that shows you a club like AC Milan looking at you tells you that there's a player there, and whether he's bereft of confidence or whether you know he's reached his ceiling, which I don't think he has. Mm. But at Tottenham, we're just constantly asking for different things through the various managers that we've had, and I think that is the crux of it with with Tanganga. Mm. 
That's he's cool. also had injuries as well, hasn't he? He's been, he had a lot yeah. of time out with injuries. Yeah. No, that's, think, that would have definitely slowed his progress. I think Poch would have loved him. You know, we saw how mm. Poch uh, developed, like Danny Rose, for example. Danny mm. Rose was awful. Poch got hold of him. He was the best left back in the country, possibly mm. top five in the world. I, I think uh, Poch would have loved him and his attitude and everything like that. But it's a shame. It's a shame. But I do think there's a player in there, like you both said. Yeah. But. Uh, Talking of Poch and one of his players, I'd love to take credit for knowing this, but I don't because Brad told me uh, before we went on air. Loris has ended his international <laughs> career. Uh, uh, probably a shame for him that he ends it with losing the World Cup final. I think if your striker scores a hat-trick in a World Cup final, you probably expect to win. But uh, <laughs> when the opposition has Lionel Messi, uh, you can't take any of that for granted. Uh, but he has won a World Cup and, and been a, in integral part. I think he's the all-time leading caps holder for France, isn't he? I think he's beat Tamam in that yeah, final. Is, yeah. uh, uh, people who watch this regularly and guests who, who appear on here regularly know my thoughts on Lovis and we need a new goalkeeper, but there's no doubt that he was, at one point, world-class and, and still his, his shot-stopping generally, apart from going to Jordan Pickford School of Goalkeeper and palming it straight out into the middle in recent <laughs> games has been superb. It's his decisions. Spurs goalie he, you're talking about he, there. Chris. Yeah, but he is. He is. Well, I, I bloody hope not. I bloody hope not. <laughs> we, we could be bringing a school to Tottenham, Chris. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why he's teaching him. He's teaching But yeah, I hope we don't get Jordan Pickford. But Lovis, despite his frailties and everything like that, is by far and away the best goalkeeper I've seen Spurs have in my lifetime. And Ending his international career as the all-time leading caps holder. I mean, that will be broken at some point, but at the moment, he's in the history books. Uh, he has won a World Cup with them. Very unlucky not to win two, but fantastic player. He's still our goalkeeper. And what I loved about that, the, the England-France, I didn't like much about it, but <laughs> literally straight after the game, he went to Kane to console mm. him because he is his club captain at the end of the day. Yeah. And he sent him a text message of encouragement as well. And, Despite his frailties, his, his leadership qualities, I think, man management leadership qualities, mm, yeah, very good yeah, and, yeah. and highlighted in kind of that moment. But yeah, just a word on Lovis and Brad. And uh, I'll let you well, go first, being that you brought it to my pet attention. I'll reiterate <laughs> that it wasn't me who knew about it. Well, I, I have a feeling that he probably intended to retire after the World Cup anyway. Mm. And it's just, just sad that it, that, that, yeah. uh, that it was on a losing team. But I mean, I obviously haven't seen him play for France that many times, being no. the England fan. But, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he's he's a world class goalkeeper, or has been a world class goalkeeper. Uh, sadly, you get to a stage where you start to decline, and I think that's he's, he started that that uh, that road now. So he might as well, uh, albeit in a losing World Cup final, he might as well retire at the top. And uh, yeah, and I think we'll probably see him go. If we get another keeper in at the end of this season, he might have one more season possibly. But yeah, I think we've seen a few mistakes, more mistakes than normal. I mean, every goalkeeper yeah. will make a mistake. And yeah. with Larice, you knew he's going to make brilliant saves that will make up for it. But unfortunately, this season, he's made mistakes that have led to goals that have left us losing matches. So yeah, sadly, he's just in a decline. But yeah, well, a great career. Uh, unfortunately, I'm old enough to have seen Pat Jennings, so he's he's not. He's, uh, it's, been, it's been one of those nights, isn't it? So he's he's not the greatest keeper I've ever seen at Tottenham in my lifetime. Yeah. He's but, your uh, number two. He's your number two. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. I, he's he's certainly uh, at Tottenham, despite recent errors. He's certainly been a really good club servant and has pulled some amazing saves out. 
that have ultimately won us or saved us. He was the reason he saved the penalty against Arsenal at Wembley. And that was the, if we'd have lost that match, we wouldn't have made the Champions League that season. So, you know, yeah. these are the sort of things he's done. And obviously, he saved penalties against Man City in the Champions League. Yeah, we we kept us in that tie. Without yeah. that, we'd have lost that tie. And that yeah. save against yeah. uh, in the Champions League away, where he kind of clawed it off the line when it was easier to score. He rolled over yeah. and, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable save. So, his reactions have never really been in yeah. doubt. It's his decision-making for me in recent yeah. years. Yeah. Like you say, Brad, that have kind of waned as yeah. he's got a bit older. But still a top-quality goalkeeper just not the world-class level that he used to be, Hass. Yeah, uh, I very much enjoyed Lloris' time at Tottenham. I believe he's been one of our best goalkeepers at Spurs. You know, my my, my father always used to tell me about Pat Jennings and mm. how we once met him as well, but um, he used to tell me how great <laughs> he was. And, yeah, you know, met him um, as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I've seen I've seen videos. I've seen loads of videos. Um, yeah, Jennings was absolutely amazing. But you know, there's no denying that Lloris has been a fantastic servant to the club. I mean, loyalty for me means everything at a football club, and he's shown mm. that in bucket bucket loads. And you know, it just shows these players wouldn't stay at the club if they didn't love the club. Mm. And uh, you've got to say he's given he's given us his all. But sadly. His decline started a couple of seasons ago when, mm. you know, things were going a bit wrong. You know, he was making errors here and there. At 36 years old, you know, he's got nothing to be ashamed of. You know, keepers do start declining at a certain age. You've got to be very special to, you know, mm. continue. We've seen loads of goalkeepers play until they're 40. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the France team, he's under a lot of pressure through a, a few young up-and-coming goalkeepers. You know, you've got Mainian mm. at uh, AC Milan. You've got Lafont, uh, Ariola at West Ham. These are all young French goalkeepers, mm. young and hungry, ready to come through. So they're the future. But, um, yeah, for me, Lloris has been a fantastic servant. But, you know, I think this is his last season for us, possibly. Yeah. I mean, and... he'll get a wonderful reception in the last Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Uh, Whoever that's against. The only thing I would say uh, on that, Chris, is that it's a terrible shame that he didn't win nothing during his time at Spurs at club level. There's still a chance we're in the fourth round, Hass. If we can, look, if we can, uh, for this season, right, if we were to win a cup and Harry Kane broke Greaves' record, which we all know he is going to, uh, that's, that's guaranteed. Yeah. You know, and we finish in a reasonable position in the league, I'll be happy with that. You know, we can then build on that and go again next season. But, mm. you know, let's not forget, we are losing our club captain. And I know people are going to say, um, Harry Kane's going to step in as the captain, but we don't know if Harry's going to be with us next season no. as well. So, you know, we could have an entirely new captain for mm. next season, you know, yeah. wholesale changes. <laughs> It, it, it would be nice, wouldn't it, if, if Tottenham could somehow win the FA Cup this season for, for Lloris and, and for Kane. And Son as well. And Son, and Son as well. You Just know, a pity for... that the, your Dembele's, your yeah. Tongans, your Alderweireld's yeah. uh, and Eriksson's and, I mean, that whole team didn't get their chance as well. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 and... that, that, that's the best team that we've had in my lifetime by... And, and the great thing is that one either Arsenal or Man City won't, won't be in it So uh, in the next yeah. round. Uh, although 
Chelsea are out, Man City or Arsenal are out. Newcastle are out as well. Newcastle, one of those teams yeah. you think, oh, this might be the year they win something. Well, they're out. So, and, uh, uh, and, yeah, and like, without being big headed, we should be beating Preston, you know. As long as our attitude is right, we should it, be beating it's them. So similar to Middlesbrough last season, though, isn't it? It's it is. So but, similar. Yeah. You've got to have the right attitude up. For me, giant killings happen because the, 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 the better team go there thinking we've won mm. this, and the lesser team go there thinking we've got nothing to lose here. Let's give it our all, keep in the game. So, as long as we go there with the right attitude, we can win that game. If we go there thinking we've won this because they're in a lower division, mm. we'll lose. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, yeah we've pretty much reached the end. Uh, not a huge amount more to talk about. Let's just talk about the Arsenal game before we potentially lose <laughs> it and, and look forward to it. And then hopefully we can talk about it in glowing terms. Who, ever, who looks forward to it? <laughs> oh, I love I love the Arsenal game. It's just the thought oh, of being them. able to... I not stand them. <laughs> the thought of being able to beat them and going into the office on Tuesday and the Arsenal fan crying and me laughing at him. him <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's the ending. <laughs> I love it when we're... We're going to win the game. Yeah, I love it then. But well, I, I love the atmosphere at games. And I, yeah, I, no, no, there, no, no. There's, all, all, there's all nothing like right, a North yeah. London derby atmosphere. Mm. I'm just gutted. I, I I share my season ticket and I went, not last season, but the se- two seasons before I went. So it wasn't my turn last season. I missed out on what many have told me is the best atmosphere they've had at <laughs> a was. game. So, but, but, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, ho- hopefully Kane can break the record there. But if he doesn't and we get the win, I'll be delighted as well. It's about the team, not about Kane. But, yeah. I've booked my seat, uh, thanks to uh, Mac and Tommy, uh, for potentially my place in watching history. Uh, let's hope we do. But as long as we get the win, I'm not hugely bothered. Uh, but yeah, big thanks to Brad. Big thanks to Hass. Uh, before you go, leave a like and the subscribe as well. Hit the notification bell. Go over to Chris's Magic Wednesday, 7.30pm. That's when the new tri- trick drops. And then go over to Blue Sofa Songs, which is Brad's channel. Uh, what can people expect in the coming weeks uh, on their brilliant channel as well, by the way, without Brad's channel, Chris Magic wouldn't you. exist. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Well, I've got uh, a new song, hopefully, this, this Friday. Uh, the last song was basically a re a new version of the very first song I did on YouTube uh, with my the DAW software. For those who don't know, it's basically like a recording studio on your laptop so you can record different tracks. Uh so I've got a new song going up this this uh, Friday, which is going to be tentatively called 2023. So you can probably guess what that's about. It's about Last my hopes year. And dream- yeah, yeah, my, <laughs> my hopes and dreams for this, this year. And uh, uh, yeah, I haven't actually, it's sort of in the work in progress at the moment. So I haven't. So, yeah, but that's what normally happens. It normally happens at the last few minutes, the song comes together and you, you've got a song. So, so yeah, so please have a look at the Blue Sofa songs and look at some of the old stuff. I've actually got a little favourite section now, which is, I think, my better song. So you can actually look at that. Or a little DAW section if you want to look at DAW songs. But, uh, yeah, please uh, give me a like, click subscribe, notification bell. It all helps. Uh, yeah, and also subscribe. Now. I've got to get this right. Yeah, subscribe to... <laughs> Chris's magic is really, really good. And I still can't work out how he does them. And uh, subscribe to Hassie's channel as well, uh, which he's going to tell us about now. Yeah, excellent. View from the South Stand, brilliant uh, uh, channel. And you, you do th- something that I could never do, which is talk about the games literally straight after they've happened when <laughs> emotions are rife. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do that without needing a bleep machine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what can people expect on, on, on that channel in the coming weeks? 
Yeah, um, well, we've changed the, the names, actually. Uh, South Stand View, we've shortened the name. So if you want to catch us, have a look at YouTube, South Stand View, myself and my co-host, um, Marlon. We both host the shows. We alternate between shows. So um, you can catch us straight after uh, the North London Derby on Sunday, which I'll be hosting straight after the game. No telling what my uh, <laughs> what my stress level is going to be after that, but you know, part of being a host, obviously, you just got to keep it all together, I suppose. And um, you know, it's fantastic because we get people on, um, you know, depending on how the game's gone. You know, it's a bit of a stress relief session. You know, a bit of a you know, let's talk about it, shall we? You know, let's <laughs> support each other sort of session. But yeah, it, it's it's good. We've got two, three, sometimes four guests that come on. And usually it's uh, about an hour after each game. So you've got myself this Sunday after the game. And then you've got Marlon hosting the game uh, against Manchester City. Uh, he'll be on to host that one as well. Like I said, you can catch us on YouTube, Self Stand View. Do give us a like and do subscribe as well. It does help the channel an awful lot. We are growing every week. But um, obviously without your support, you know, it's a bit difficult. But, you know, Click on the channel and and subscribe. You know, it's it's fantastic. And likewise with Brad as well. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen Brad before, go into his YouTube channel, check out some of his songs. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, excellent. Two brilliant channels there. So make sure you go over there and check those out. Jesus. Notification bells as well. You don't have to worry about when they're live. It will appear in your notifications when they go live. <laughs> Uh, brilliant addition to YouTube that so make sure you do that uh, I'll be back on Friday big North London derby review and then on Monday either the meltdown or the celebration <laughs> depending on what happens uh, and then yeah uh, every Friday we're back now I had a, a, little, a couple of months off due to illness and the World Cup uh, but we're back now Mondays 7.30pm UK time Fridays 12.30pm UK time and yeah Monday when we play Fulham will be a watch along uh, Rather than me doing a show when the game's on, it'd be a watch along. So make sure you check that out. And if you want to be involved in that, let me know as well on Twitter at LTalkTottenham. And yeah, I'll be back on Friday for the big uh, preview, previewing hopefully Harry Kane making history and us beating our North London rivals. Make sure you check out all the channels, likes, subscribes to everybody, notification bell, let, Let's Talk Tottenham, Chris's Magic, Blue Sofa Songs, South Stand View, and come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live, and it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter at LTalkTottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. Chris's Magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs! <laughs>